Are you ready for more miracles and magic in your life? Rainbows in Real Life is dedicated to bringing positivity to the forefront, celebrating the power and promise of the human spirit, and supporting each other in challenging times. Together, we are finding ways to make the future bigger and brighter for all of us. We will be sharing stories of perseverance, possibility, and promise in engaging with experts that are making a real difference in the world. Join us live on Facebook on Thursday evenings to engage in the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. Hello and welcome everyone to Rainbows and Real Life. I'm Pamela Aubrey and I'm here with my amazing co-host, Christopher Rausch. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. Hello. The No Excuses Coach. And we're super excited to be here with you and our lovely guest, Paige Gary. Welcome, Paige. Welcome. Great to have you. This show is dedicated to bringing positivity to the forefront and supporting all of you in the challenges you are facing. And we know we come when we come together that we all live better lives. And so we're exploring ways to do that. We are so happy that you're here because we have a fabulous topic tonight. We are going to talk about finding the magic in you. So Chris, I know that you have been thinking about this today and you have some thoughts to share. So would you jump in? Sure, absolutely. When I was thinking about magic and thank you guys for being here, obviously. Um, when I think about magic, I think about the first thing when I was a kid and, and just being so immersed in the, in, in being a kid and, and being curious about, you know, un, and discovering what, you know, makes the magic happen, but also just enjoying it. So when I translate that into life, I think about suspension of belief. It's like, you know, you know that they're doing something, but you have to suspend your belief that you know that they're doing something to be able to enjoy it. And that's the thing I get out of the magic is that, you know, you got to go back to being a kid. You have to be, you know, that spontaneous, curious, type of soul that that knows that it's going to unfold beautifully and it's going to turn out great. And that's kind of the way I look at the magic of life is that it's beautiful when you fall into it and you just let it happen organically and you enjoy the process instead of trying to pick everything apart. Oh, I love that. But I've just I've been thinking about those exact topics today. So that really speaks to me. And this comes on the heels of a show well, a live I did the other night, just talking about this idea of of being magic. So it's, you know, how do we actually, like you said, tap into that kind of childlikeness about ourselves and, and let it just be free to, to be, you know, that person again, because that's really, you know, at our essence, who we are. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'd love to hear your thoughts too, Paige. Jump in. Yeah. No, I love, I love what you said about the curiosity and, you know, mentioning childlike play. And really that's, like you said, it's the essence of who we are. It's our core. That's who we're born naked into the world as. And a lot of discovering the magic in you is all about stripping away everything else that you've been conditioned to be and just going back to that pure essence and it's a co it's a co-creation of being really so i like that that's a good point absolutely. yeah absolutely one of the things that kind of came up for me you know when i was doing the live the other day is just this idea that we kind of maybe have this idea that magic is 
something that's a little bit elusive, you know, that that maybe, like you said, it was once a part of our lives as kids, but now as adults, we have responsibilities. We have things that take us away from, you know, just being able to be playful in our lives and to see things from a perspective of what if it's not exactly the way that I think it is? So what if it, you know, what if I really don't have to show up in this particular way all the time? Mm-hmm. I know, Chris, yeah. this is something that you talk about a lot. And I love it because it's kind of part of your no excuses framework, I think, that you really challenge people to dig deep and think about, you know, what is it that you really want? You know, what is it that's really important to you? And are you, are you really being honest with yourself about that? Absolutely. You know, it's so true. And like I said before, the suspension of belief is the fact that sometimes we have to suspend our beliefs about old stories that we've written for ourselves. And in, in doing that, then we open ourselves to the magic of what can happen next. And that and that's one thing that I really that really screws us up as kids is that we, we as kids, we believe everything. We're told about the Easter Bunny, told about Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy. You know, we see magic. We think it's real. And then all of a sudden, you know, the adults come along and, and squash that and say, no, that's not real. This is what they're doing. And, and Santa Claus is not real. And get your head out of the clouds and stop being like that and you have to get a job and we're, we're just we're, we're poured into all these things that don't really serve us and so we lose the magic of life because then we get on that rabbit trail you know that hamster wheel and we just start going until one day we go oh my god i've lost who i was and and then we spend the rest of our lives trying to get back to that kid like you know innocence and that's one thing that i love about you pamela is that you have that you have that you have that curiosity you have that intrigue and i'm sure Paige, you're the same way right yeah for sure maybe someone sh- a little bit too much though. She just has a lot of magic. It's not her fault. It's <laughs> not so my fault. It just found me. That's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. What, no, what, I, would your, what would your definition of the word magic be? I'm curious about that. Um, to me, you know, I'm a huge fan of I've studied alchemy a lot. And um, what I really like about that is the way that it combines this sort of mystical process with a scientific process. And I think that that's really the essence of our of life and being and how we are incorporating this spiritual experience with our human experience. And to me, magic is, it's like that unexplainable. There's always something that it's, it's what makes you feel small again. It's what makes you know that you are not the one in control. And really, I think that that's what we have to learn again is that we aren't the ones in control. And just like we're not in control of technology all the time. Right now. <laughs> that She's was like perfect timing. <laughs> And it gives me an opportunity to say hi to some people. So Ken Walls, so great to see you. Thanks for hopping on. And Patricia, great to see you as well. Thank you so much for coming on. Larry, as always, so much gratitude to have you here. And Cindy, thank you for being on. So yeah, no, and I think, you know, it's so funny. This This whole concept of, you know, things don't always... I think a lot of the structures that we do create, that we do build are really because, you know, we we get a little bit like desperate sometimes, you know, it's like we're, 
we're just like grasping for stuff. And when everyone else is doing it a certain way, we're like, well, if everyone else is doing it that way, then I guess I have to do it that way too. And so we don't really, you know, we don't really have the opportunity to explore beyond that because it's like, well, I got to go out there and make some money. And, you know, I just wonder how many of us, you know, let's just say money was no object, you know, and we could go out and do whatever it was that we wanted to do in the world. What would that be? You know, who would we become? And so to me, uh, you know, that's, like a way that we can start to discover the magic inside of us. What about you, Chris? What are your thoughts about that? Um, I think that, I think it's, I think it's awesome that you say that because when I think about how much money you can have, then what do we do? We, we get this money and then we go play. I'm going to go, I'm going to go travel. I'm going to go on journey. I'm going to go buy this. I'm going to go have fun. But you know, throughout the throughout the normal part of the day, what are we doing? We're grinding, we're hustling, you know, we're trying to make the significant point in our life. And we lose that, we lose that spark. I mean, when I was when I was asking her about, you know, what's your definition of magic, my first thing that comes to my mind is spark. It's like this, it's like this essence of being in the moment because when you're watching magic or you're being a part of a magical experience, you have no other place to be but in that particular moment. And I can cite so many different moments where it's been magical. I mean, just being at the beach and just seeing the waves crashing. To me, that's a magical moment. You know, being able to see my son say a new word, that's a magical moment. You know, to listen to a song that reminds me of something from my childhood, that's a magical moment. So I see it as I see it as an opportunity for us to to set aside some of the responsibilities and the things we have to do in order to play and, and rekindle that childlike innocence. Because when we do that, I believe that it opens us up to really find out what's most important in our life versus what we've been told is most important. I'd be curious to have your thoughts on that. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think for a lot of us, you know, there's, there's obviously that part of us that wants to, to fit in, to like be accepted too. You know, we don't want to be like the crazy person, right. That <laughs> has all these harebrained ideas and is out there like, Woohoo, I'm the only one who doesn't have to play by the rules, right? I mean, <laughs> you were you just like, I'm gonna get put in the loony bin at some point, you know, going down this path too far. And other people are like, she's gonna get put in the loony bin, right? So, you know, I, I mean, I think that there is this interesting, we have this interesting struggle that we go through between how much of us, you know, what how how much of us is sort of obligated to this system that we've that we've created and and how much of us can we kind of you know excavate from all of that stuff that's been put on us and figure out how that that real us underneath it all emerges and maybe you know just even though we're not we're in the system we're just not in the system in the way that we had been before. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's just, it goes back to the hamster wheel. It's like, are you on the hamster wheel or are you on your passionate purpose wheel? And that's something I thought for all of my life, because up until last year, I was, when I had my coach, she was telling me that I was a survivor and I was like, I'm not a survivor. She goes, man, you were stuck in survivor mode. You don't even realize it. You're not getting out and playing. And it reminds me when I went to see a therapist one time, she asked me a very poignant question. She said, Christopher, when did you stop being a kid? And I stopped and thought about it. And I said, about five years old, honestly, I said, maybe seven, maybe eight. I said, but I had responsibilities. I started making money when I was a little kid to help out in the house. You know, I had chores. I was a latchkey kid. 
So she was instructing me to go play and, and rediscover my own personal magic because I was stuck in that loop. I was stuck in that, 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 that psychological loop of, okay, you go do, you get, you go do, you get, you know, you stock it away or do whatever. And, you know, the magic of life is really the fact that we don't know what's going to happen next. We've been talking about that all during COVID, the uncertainty factor. So what do you do? Some people play in the uncertainty factor and they try to pontificate and they try to assume and they try to, you know, oh, this is going to happen. They get caught up in all the minutia of the news and everything. Or some people just like me, I just focus on the moments. I'm like, if I'm in the moment, that's magic for me. And that's what has lit me up. And as a result, I'm meeting so many new people. We're doing these shows. We're impacting people. That's the magic of life is when you wake up in the morning, and you smile and you say, I get to go do things versus I have to go do things. That's not a magical life to me. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And this is no, this is amazing. Um, I want to say hi to a few more people. Ryan, Katie, thanks for popping on. Samuel Sneed, as always. Yeah, she did a Glenn Moore shower. I mean, gosh darn it, sometimes. <laughs> and um, she did say she's she's trying to get back on. I'm not sure um, if you try the link again, Paige. You should be able to come in. Just not sure um, it should work. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you know, it's it's funny because I think that. I think that we, you know, to some degree, there's some value in us having some of the experiences that we do, um, you know, that come from that that programming that doesn't work because it does allow us to see that it doesn't work. And but now I feel like you know we're we're sort of evolving as you know kind of a as as kind of a species really, you know. I mean, I think we're starting to wake up to the realization that there's more to us, you know, there's more that we're capable of and that these these little boxes that we've been putting ourselves in, you know, just really aren't necessary. And when we start to uncover who we really are, then we no longer have to play by those old rules. And so to me, and, and, and I would love to kind of hear your take on this, to me, it, it kind of almost begs the question of do we have a choice. I mean, is this not just part of a necessary, you know, evolution? And and do we really have a choice to stay in the old system, knowing that it doesn't work? Do we have a choice? We always, always, always have a choice. That's one thing that blows my mind about people is like, you know, how is that when I when they say they're doing something, I'm like, how's that working for you? Well, it's not. I'm like, what are you choosing to do? You know, I had a situation where I was I was coaching a vice president of a company and he said he was miserable and he said all these different things. And I said, well, you're choosing to come to work and you're choosing to be miserable. So you own that responsibility and you shouldn't be bitching about it. And he's like, what do you mean about that? And I said, well, you get up every day and you come here. Have you looked for another job? Have you tried to you know, start the business you've been talking about? You know, you're choosing to be miserable. So you have to change the trajectory of what it is that you're choosing in order to change the outcomes that you're that you're receiving. So, you know, when people sit there and say, you know, I'm miserable and all these other things, that's why I'm the no excuses coach. It's like, all you have to do is to be able to say, I choose to love and take care of myself. And that's one thing I've found, Pam, over the last couple of months and doing these coaching calls with everybody is the fact that most people don't, don't love themselves. They don't take pride in themselves. They don't put themselves first. And as a result, they're suffering and, and secretly punishing mm -hmm. themselves for stuff they did before. And for me, you know, that's, a, that's, a, that's a choice and that's a responsibility. And one thing that I'm super passionate about now is reconnecting people with their, their childlike selves. And as I'm even coaching people now, I look and I try to see who is the little boy or little girl in there who has something that's happened to them when they were kids and they lost that magic and they don't believe that they have a choice because they think they have to serve everybody else first and that they have to come last. And that's just a ridiculous way to live life. But it's, it's a common thread that I'm seeing throughout all of us, but you can break that change. 
Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I love that. And, and just, you know, kind of elaborating on what you're saying about this idea that, you know, we always have the choice. Like we literally always have the choice to choose what I call the contrast. We can always stay in an uncomfortable place. We can always stay in habits that aren't serving us or, you know, or relationships that are toxic. You know, all these different things that show up in our lives when we aren't really our authentic self. And it's not like, oh, shame on us. You know, we're not being our authentic selves. We've, we've been taught not to be our authentic selves, right? And so now it's like, we've gotta, we've gotta take the journey of figuring out how to be that person. What does that look like, you know? And, and so that's not really necessarily straightforward all the time. And, you know, it can be kind of intimidating. I mean, if you're looking at your life and you're going, there's just a lot of stuff that I don't really like and I don't even really know where to start, then, you know, having to like conceive of taking a whole journey to childlikeness is kind of like, well, how am I gonna do that? You know, <laughs> it's a little overwhelming. And so I love, I love this idea that we can kind of step back from it all, almost like, you know, we're third party a little bit and go, if, if, if I were, you know, someone watching my life in a movie, you know, what, what other possibilities might there be in, in this situation, you know, in terms of how could I maybe react or deal with something differently and welcome back Paige. <laughs> welcome back. See, she did disappearing uh, All good. It's magic. So I don't know. I don't know how much of that you heard, but basically we're just, yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. Basically we're just talking about, you know, this idea of sometimes, you know, we have changes to make, but it's kind of overwhelming and, and stepping back from it, kind of getting like that third person view can help us get a little bit of perspective and then, you know, and, and then taking like small steps from there. So I'm curious what, you know, your advice would be around that, you know, if someone's at a point where they're feeling a little bit overwhelmed, how they can start to take some of those first steps to moving in the right direction. Now that you're here, I'm just going to throw that on you. <laughs> oh, maybe oh, another oh, one more shower freeze. Okay. <laughs> I think that's such a great question, though. Um, and, you know, I was just thinking, as you were saying that, a lot of it about is we've been conditioned to live in comfort because the fear is on the outside. You know, I often reference like a triangle. It's like we're living inside the triangle, but all the magic is outside of the triangle, right? And that's that's the discomfort. That's outside of our comfort zone. And a lot of us don't like to be pushed out there because it's scary. But that is where the magic lives. And that's where, you know, you really uncover that. And so to, to push yourself, like, when you feel overwhelmed, I am a huge believer in like toxic positivity is a real thing. So don't, if you have things that you need to deal with, deal with them. But the problem is when we don't deal with them and we're just like, oh, I'm overwhelmed. Oh, I'm depressed. I'm, you know, and I don't say that lightly because I have been depressed. I've been anxious. I've been suicidal. All of the things. 
but I was the only person that could pull myself out of that place. And until I was ready to take ownership of that, nothing was going to change. And so quit telling yourself that you're overwhelmed. Start there and then ask yourself, what do I need? Not just what everybody else need from me. What do I need to be okay and to not be overwhelmed? Because overwhelm comes from living too much in the future. We have expectations that aren't being met. So we need to look at that. So sorry, I'll get off my soapbox and not take too much time. No, no, brilliant, brilliant. That's, that's, yeah. that's not on. That is so good. Yeah, absolutely. Just want to say hi really quickly to a few people that have popped on. Joan, thanks for coming on. Samuel, great to see you. I loved his comment. He says, searching your authenticity is a journey in radical self-honesty. So mm. true. It's self-discovery to the max. Yeah, I mean, you can't lie to yourself or you're not going to make much progress, right? <laughs> Isn't it funny how we do try to lie to ourselves? We try to lie to ourselves. I mean, it's amazing. What you just said, Paige, about the words that we use is just phenomenal because, yeah, some people sit there and say, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. And I'm like, no, you're saying you won't do it. They're like, no, yeah. I can't. And I'm like, no, you're saying you won't because with enough leverage and everybody's got 24 hours in a day, you can figure that out. And it's so important, like you're saying also, is that you know we put so many other people first, like I said before, and that we lose that in ourselves. So when I talk to people and they're miserable, I'm like, are you taking care of yourself? And the first thing I go to is, are you drinking water? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, so your body's like 80% water and you're not drinking water. So guess what? You're putting, you know, Arco gas in a Ferrari. Do you expect it to run right? No. And are you, what words are you saying to yourself? Are you saying, yes, I deserve happiness. Yes, I'm going to be going after this. Are you, are you saying positive things? Are you being just in the moment? Or, or, or like you said, with the anxiety, thinking about the future, everything's uncertain. I mean, through COVID, people have said, I want everything to go back to normal. I'm like, there is no normal. There is only right now. I mean, literally a plane could hit my house right now. I was driving down the road the other day and God forbid, I had this thought because I'm always thinking like, okay, what analogies can I use for people? And there was a trailer that was in the, the lane right ahead of me to the left and the, the tire was wobbling. And I thought right now that tire could come off and hit me, hit the windshield and we could go flipping through the air and die. You know, you just don't know what's going to happen next. So why not spend it in the moment? Why not take care of yourself and love yourself? Because then again, you show those people that look up to you, hey, this is what you do to, to break out of these things. And I recently had to discover that for myself. I, I've, I, like I said, at the top of the hour, you know, learning how to play has been something that's been challenging for me. But I took my son to the beach last week and he was sitting there playing and I'm like, I don't like to get sand all over myself and da, da, da. I'm like, Chris, be present and playful. So I got out there and we started making racetracks and, you know, got dirty and it was like no big deal. But, you know, just to sit there and play and to own yourself and, and love yourself is such an amazing aspect of really breaking through to who you can become. Uh, love that. Well, and Paige, I know you have a youngster too. You have a little one. So how much does that, you know, how much do you feel like that teaches you about kind of being your authentic self? So much. I think the biggest thing, so my son is nine and he is going on 16. <laughs> um, but every day, I mean, he's so much like me and, um, you know, I'm speaking of magic. I hope this is okay to just dive in the deep end here. But, you know, I think I see in him very much a great contrast of like the magic that we have and how that can easily be turned into black magic if we don't harness it and if we don't embrace it and learn about it. 
Um, but he teaches me things all the time, like the way that he reacts to things and I see myself in him. And when there's something that I'm frustrated with, it's an immediate mirror of myself most of the time. <laughs> Where I'm like, thank you for teaching me that. Now stop doing it. <laughs> so yeah, I think that, you know, aside from like teaching me how to play, because I do, I struggle with that too. And it's a lot of people wouldn't think that because I'm super creative. But when it comes to the nitty gritty of play, I'm like, nah, I'm good, you know? But he teaches me that to see things through a different lens and to just really, again, let go of expectations and find the fun in things again and um, really deconstruct like who society has told us that we have to be. And I want him to learn those things. And so it's been a good reminder for myself as well. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. I mean, it's really true the saying, you know, from the mouth of babes. I cannot count the number of times that my son has done or said something. And I'm like, that is like literal genius. But they get to operate from that space where the veil is still so thin for them between what we think reality is and this whole other spiritual realm. And to me, that is so powerful. I mean, I just think, you know, if we could grasp those little moments where we see the magic in them and and like break that down and decode it <laughs> we would have such an amazing world right because i think that it's possible i think that it's possible for us as adults to really live from that kind of a space and still operate in ways that are responsible and accomplish accomplish you know really what we're here to do and, and to fulfill our purpose. What do you think about that, Chris? I think that's uh, absolutely true. Yes, absolutely true. Because, you know, when you think about it, it it's, it's all about what it is that we have inside of us that we, with we the, again, with the self-talk and with the self-talk and also with the people we associate with. We haven't even gotten into that. Do we associate with people who play and have fun, who joke around? Or are we around all the serious people who are just only interested in money and, and growing our numbers and all those other things? You got to think about that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's paramount. All of it pieces it to get pieces together in order to make, you know, a great life. And that's one of the things that I think is important, but I'm curious to, to ask you guys is what do you guys do to, to, to keep that childlike aspect of your life? What things do you go out and do and play with? I'm going to let you take that one page. Oh, well, I love that you bring this up because I was just discussing this with a client this morning. Actually, we were talking about, um, like social media fears. Okay, so that's one of the biggest things that I deal with people is like, how do I deal with social media and all this technology and stuff? And so we were thinking a lot about this and how I feel like collectively we're kind of in this space where we're being challenged to do the hard things. It's kind of like when you go to the gym and you want the benefits of like building those big muscles, right? But you got to do the work to get there first. And it's strength building and all the things that go first. Clearly, I don't go to the gym a lot, but <laughs> it's a good analogy. And Clearly. a lot of the times we've been structured to believe that because it's work, it shouldn't be fun. But I really like to, for me, who is a recovering workaholic, I'm very creative. I actually love my work. And so for me, that is play. And I really try to just teach people, like, just find the joy in it again. It's not like, don't focus so much on like, oh, I have to do this. Again, it's the language. Like, we don't have to do anything. We get we choose to. We get to, we right? Get like, 
Everything is a choice. Yeah, that's why we have free will. But right. when you, if you want something, yeah, like you're choosing to do those things. So choose to find the joy in them and find a way that fits you. Find a way that fits your life. Find a way to bring your personality to it. And so I, you know, this is cheesy, but I feel like the world is your playground when you look at it like that. And when you stop, again, living from a place of expectation and you just start living from a place of like, I just want to soak up this experience and make the most out of this life that I have because this is it. No, I couldn't agree more. I mean, when I look back, you know, now that my son is older, when I look back over the last 20 years, he's 20, I, you know, the moments that I remember the most are not, you know, when I was at work or when I did this or that and accomplished it. That's not what I remember. Those are not the memories that I cherish. It's the memories that I've made with the people that I love, the moments where I saw something, you know, amazing happen for him or, you know, when he had an incredible breakthrough or, you know, I mean, those are those are the moments that we really all want. And I think when we really sit with ourselves and we evaluate, am I really allowing myself to move into a space? Am I giving myself permission to just move into a space where I can at least explore what that could look like, what that might mean. And, you know, it's not like we have to go from this old life to this new life in one day, right? <laughs> That's not quite how it works. But we can start to make that transition. We can start to open ourselves up to that conversation of what would it mean? And I love to kind of ask questions, you know, what would it mean for me to move into a more childlike place in my life? You know, what could that look like? And what could that bring about in my life? So I love, love, love what you just said. I know that we're coming up on our time here, unfortunately, because this has been, I feel like we could talk about this, this topic for a lot longer. We're going to have to have you come back on so we can finish it, especially since we missed some of our time with you. But thank you so much for being here. And just love that you've shared your heart and your words of wisdom with everyone tonight. Chris, any closing thoughts? And then Paige, I'm gonna let you kind of wrap things up for us. Closing thoughts. Um, don't be tied to your, don't be tied to your identity. I think that's one of the things that I've learned is my identity was known as a leader, was known as a director, was known as all these different things. And then when I segued out of that corporate job, I found myself like, okay, well, who am I? What am I? And, you know, don't be so tied to your identity, get out and get around people and play and, and be adventurous. I mean, for me, right behind me, I have a coloring book. You know, when I asked you guys, like, what do you do to play? My wife got me this coloring book. It's a swearing coloring book because I normally swear, but I'm not on this show. <laughs> um, no, but it's a swear. And I sit down every once in a while when I'm frustrated or I'm, I'm stressed out and I'll just, and I look at it, I keep it right behind me. And I'm just like, you know what? I'll have a drink or something like that. Or I'll just make some quiet time and I'll just sit there and color. And just, just kind of like let my mind go. So I think that my final thought is to get out of your short-term gratification. Stop playing the wishing game, hoping, wishing, praying that something's going to change. You have to make that choice. You have to make that determination. You have to talk to yourself. And, you know, if you want the results, then you have to put in the work like Paige said. Wise, wise words. You know, I just wanted to, I thought um, the quote came to my mind of um, people will always forget what you said, but they will always remember how you made them feel. I know that's not word for word, but you know, I really thought of that. And I think if we could just hold on to that and, and recognize like, 
maybe it's not always about the right outcome, but it's about how we're showing up and it's about who we're being and who we're choosing to be every day and in every, in every interaction. And so that's, it's the little, the little details where you will find real magic in your life. It's not the big life changing moments. It's the littlest of things that add up. So mm -hmm. <laughs> love that. Thank you. And thank, thank you everyone for being here as always such a joy to be on with all of you and to have the opportunity to let Chris say one more thing. One more thing. Where can people get a hold of you, Paige, if they want to continue the conversation? Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah, thank you. Um, honestly, just search up Paige Garrity. It's everywhere. PageGarrity.com, Paige Garrity Facebook, Instagram, whatever. So, yeah, should awesome. be easy. <laughs> well, thank you for being here, and thank yes, you for being on the Thank you. Yes, thank you, you so much. <laughs> right, and again, thank you, everyone. I hope you have a fabulous rest of your evening. Lots of love and light going out to all of you from all of us. Good night, yes. everyone. Night. Stay kick ass. We want to thank you for listening today. We know you have many choices for content and we are grateful you chose us. You can always find more of our episodes at the Energy Healing Network on YouTube. Please do make sure to subscribe to the channel so you can easily find more episodes or watch when we go live. Thank you again for listening and sharing these messages with others who you wish to encourage and uplift.